0: this is healing for the nations with pastor carl lewis this program is designed to help you build your faith in god's word receive his healing delivering power and experience god's best in every area of your life jesus is the same yesterday today and forever regardless of what you may be facing his word and power are available to you today
1: Thanks for joining me today. Um, one, what we're going to look at today is this. We're going to look at the, the importance of your relationship with your pastor and local church family. So listen up, this is very, very important. I believe some of you are going to hear some things you might not have heard before, but again, just because you've never heard it before, doesn't mean it's not true. Because as long as the Word says it, the Bible says it, then we know it's important um, for our lives and for our families. And so we're all about helping you to build your life and family on the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't speak our own opinions, but we're authorized to preach and to teach what the Word says so that your life can be truly enriched. So we're going to talk about the importance of your your relationship with your pastor and local church family. Now, it's interesting that Jesus gave the command in John chapter 13, verse 34, it says, um, to love one another as I have loved you. Then he says, then, all shall, all, then shall all may know that you are my disciples When they see your love one for another. That's interesting. So one of the most powerful tools of evangelism, if you will, in affecting our world is people seeing the way believers treat one another. And so um, that love command is important. And so it's important that we have, we could say this, Jesus, one of the things he prizes is that believers have healthy, unselfish relationships one with another. And so it's, it's also, I believe, very uh, displeasing to the Lord that there are so many Christians that really believe they can call themselves a follower of Christ without being vitally connected to a pastor and local church family. In fact, that's very displeasing to the Lord, and we're going to show you scripturally why I can make that statement with such authority. And so... Um, Again, we have that scripture, John chapter 13, where Jesus says this. I'm going to turn to it and read it verbatim. It says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men shall know that you are my disciples, if you have loved one to another. Now, think about this. How can you love people that you're not in fellowship with? So this is very important. He, told, he gave the love command that I want you to love one another. See, they were followers of Jesus, but they also were in fellowship one with another. Now, one of the lies Satan's really perpetrated in the earth and in Christians, many Christians today, and particularly in North America, is they say, well, it's just between me and Jesus, just between me and God. So it's just a vertical relationship. No, he, he, he said this, yes, it is vertical but there's also an horizontal relationship with fellow believers. And that means that a lot of your development and growth is determined by how you relate to other believers that God brings into your life. And hence the, perp- the reason, or we could say the importance of understanding and knowing your pastor and receiving that person's ministry and also relating positively and healthily with other believers of light, mind, and heart who are pursuing, uh, growing in God, who are true disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And another scripture I want you to look that is this. You're going to look at a number of scriptures there because it's so important. Acts chapter 2 verse 41 will begin there. It says they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added to them about three thousand souls. So we see here that three thousand souls came in, professed um, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's a, a powerful inflow of uh, new people coming into the body of Christ. But I want you to see here that that it didn't stop there. That wasn't that wasn't good enough. That's not the, that was just the beginning. We could say of the process in verse two is what excites me. It says, "And they," that's the three thousand souls, continued steadfastly, I love that, in four things, in the apostles' doctrine, that's in teaching, in fellowship, in breaking of bread, and in prayers. So they didn't just say, okay, now I'm I'm, I'm going to heaven, I'm born again. Their growth was dependent on their fellowship with one another. says they continued. No, if you continue means you continued. You didn't just stop. And it says, continued steadfastly. I love that, because you can continue, but it's half-hearted. Now, they continued steadfastly. They kept the same intensity of growth and development. And it says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. So doctrine means teaching. So, you see, teaching, then, is important to your belief system. So if you don't get in this, you can be born again. But if you don't get into the right local church, under the right pastor, then you're going to have the same old thinking. Whereas, if you get under the right pastor and the right local church that Jesus, the head of the church, will send you to, you'll speak to your heart, you'll connect you to the right pastor and the right local church, then that word that you hear is going to change your thinking. Why? Teaching impacts belief, it impacts thinking. Thinking determines beliefs. Beliefs determine what impacts your words, and what you say will impact your life. That's how it works. And so, it says now, it says, they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, in breaking of bread, and in prayers. See that cycle? That was continuing to grow. And in fellowship. Well, you don't fellowship all by yourself. So here you saw the importance. They understood the importance of not only being in a fellowship where people were hearing the same word taught and therefore growing in the same belief system and and then renewing their minds, letting go old patterns of thinking that were not consistent with the kingdom of heaven and taking on the thoughts of God. Then we see these people are fellowshipping one one with another. So the thing is this, some people say, well, I'm all alone, I I don't have any friends. Well, if, if you're on your own, and you think it's just between you and God, well, obviously you're going to be alone. You need to be in the right church. You need to get into the right fellowship of believers that Jesus, the head of the church, will tell you to, will lead you to. So you need to seek him. You need to talk to him. Say, Lord, where do you want me to be? What's the fellowship? Where's the pastor that you've sent me to, that you've sent to, to minister to me and have oversight over my over my spiritual life? You need that. Now, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, it says this, And do do good to all men but especially to them or of the household of faith. <laughs> there it is. I mean, there again, God wants you to do good to all men. Here's another one. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, says, Let us, now who's the us? The person, the writer of the Hebrews is not just talking about himself then. Talking about us and talking about a fellowship of believers that let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for faithful is he that promised and let us consider one another to provoke to love and good works. I love that. See, in a company of believers, in the right fellowship of believers, then what happens? You are growing together. You provoke one another to do good things. And it says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, well obviously that's not a singular person, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another as, as so much the more as you see the day approaching. So we see a number of things here. Having the right fellowship of believers, being under the, in the right local church helps you to have the right profession, the right confession. Helps you to be to walk in love. Helps you to pr- encourage you to do what's right. It brings you to encourage one another. I'm telling you, you need the right local church. You need to be in the right, under the right pastor because that's gonna bless your life immeasurably. Help you to stay on course with God, help you to realize your destiny in God. And so I'm asking you, I'm encouraging you, get to church today. Connect to that pastor. If you don't have one, seek God. Lord, just let Jesus will speak to you, I promise you, as far as where you should be because he knows it is indispensable to the success of your life.
0: Our product offer this month is a CD message entitled, The Believer's Authority. You'll find his teaching resource both informative and empowering, help you to understand your God-given authority and your personal responsibility in cooperating with his authority call. For a gift of any size, please call 416-614-1220, email tv at foundationforlife.ca or write to request your copy of The Believer's Authority. Hebrews
1: 10, 23, again, to 25, you see a number of things here that the fellowship of believers, being in that right local church community, really helps to foster and develop in our lives, in all of our lives, so we see here, it says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith, your faith is encouraged, it's enriched, it's strengthened when you're in the right local church, then it says here, we provoke one another unto good works, and to do good, and to love, and good works, so your love walk, it's encouraged, and you're encouraged to do good works with other people. You've got other people who could say on the same team, on the same fellowship, going in the same direction. So you've been encouraged in that. You're not just alone doing it, but you can meet. You meet with other people, you're with other people, hearing the same thing. Your faith is growing together. You're doing good works. You're walking in love. You're being encouraged, which means when you need encouragement, you'll be able to receive encouragement from other believers. And when other people need encouragement, you can be the one who provides, who can be a channel of encouragement to The people. And then it says, don't forsake the uh, uh, the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, which means we live in an age when some people are going to do that. They're going to go against the word of God and say, well, I don't need that local church. I don't need a pastor. See, they're out of the will of God. See, you've got to choose to be one of those that says, no, I'm going to be where I need to be. I'm going to connect in a healthy way to the pastor. Jesus, the head of the church has spoken to me. In fact, I know that when the Lord spoke to me, about connecting to my pastor, you know, years ago, the Lord spoke to me. You need to be at Evangel Temple. You need to sit under the ministry of Pastor Bud Williams. So, the Lord spoke to my heart about that. It was an audible voice, but I knew in my heart where I was supposed to be. I believe I'm here today because of that obedience. Well, if I just said if I got prideful and arrogant, say, let me just do my own thing. Let me just stay home. Okay, well, well, people are hypocrites anyway. There's no good churches out there. People are all the same. They all want your money. They all lie, steal, and cheat. If I believe that, then I wouldn't submit myself to the person God told me to submit to and I wouldn't have grown and developed in my walk with God. I wouldn't be here today. So many of you wouldn't see me on the air today. Why? Because I I wasn't willing, I wouldn't be willing to follow his plan for my life. And part of his plan for my life, a big part of that, was to obey God in submitting to the pastor he called me to submit to. So that's very, very important. No man's an island. No one builds a loan. You need the ministry of the pastor, this ministry gift that Jesus tells you to submit to and listen to for your life, for your benefit, for your enrichment. In fact, think about it this way. And I encourage, let's say, ladies, you shouldn't marry a man who is not submitted to a pastor. So because part of the correction, part of how do you know, a man who's submitted to a pastor means he's willing to be corrected, is willing to be challenged see if you if you submit to a lawless man well where's that life where's that person going to bring you what's going to happen to your family to a man who's not willing to submit to the preaching of god's word through an anointed man of god so that's really important folks i'm going to look at another one now think about this so jesus is our savior is our lord and he's our king and so we need jesus as our savior we need jesus to get into the kingdom of god we need a pastor to help us grow and develop so we can become all that God has called us to be in his kingdom. But I want to look at a couple other examples because, you know, it abound. Lies abound about people not needing a pastor, not connecting. And so I need to show you scripturally what the Word says in a very short period of time. In Numbers chapter 27, you can check that for yourself at a later time, um, Moses makes an amazing statement because God tells him, Moses, you're not going to enter the promised land. So in fact, in fact, he's saying you're going to die. You're not going to get into the promised land. But Moses, he demonstrates his heart and he demonstrates his vision. He demonstrates an understanding of purpose because he doesn't bemoan maybe his legacy. He immediately comes back to God and he says this, God, will you set a man over the people? Then he says this, so that your people will not be like a sheep without a shepherd. I think about this. So he knows, without the right leadership, people go awry. They get scattered. They'll be open to the enemy. They'll be destroyed. Now, same things parallel spiritually. And so, what does God say? He says, says He chooses Joshua and anoints him and appoints him as leader. So there's the importance of having the right pastor, the right shepherd over your life. Then in, Matthew, in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, again, just wanting to impress upon you the importance of God's word where it says you need a pastor. You need to get into the right local church. You need to be connected to your pastor. Let me say this saying, let this stay with you. When you found your church, when you found your pastor, you found your church. Not the other way around. Let me say it again. When you found your pastor, you find your church. He wants that connection to that individual who God's anointed to speak God's word to you. That is instrumental. It is pivotal. It is vital. It is life-changing for your life. Now, Jeremiah 3.15, I will give you pastors according to my heart, this is God speaking, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Think about it. God's saying, I will give you. So if God says I'll give you pastors and people say well I don't need a pastor well who's right God's right he says I will give you pastors according to my heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding so it's God's will for you to see think about it this way so we go to a local church not for entertainment not because it has the best children's ministry but because we want the ministry of that pastor to feed and give us knowledge and understanding. That's why it's a travesty for people to say they're part of of the Christian faith and they go for years and not grow in knowledge and understanding. Which tells us this. It's knowledge and understanding doesn't just come by reading a good book. It comes through the ministry of the office of the pastor that God will set you under. It will help your life. Helps to set your life in order. Helps to set your marriage, your relationship, your work life. Gets your life in order being under the office of the pastor. Now, in Matthew chapter 9, look at this, look at what Jesus says, verse 35. It says, And Jesus went about all the villages, the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Now, thing, look at that. So Jesus seen the people needed a shepherd. Some people with his heart who would minister God's word, who would minister God's love and compassion for them. Then he says, the harvest truly is plentious and the laborers. If you pray the Lord of the harvest, he will send forth laborers. Then in the very next chapter, he says, he calls the 12 to him and appoints them, anoints them, and says, I'm sending you to the lost Sheep of the house of Israel. He refers to them, God's people, as sheep needing a shepherd. Isn't that interesting? So you need a shepherd. You need to be connected to the right pastor. Now, in John chapter 21 verse 15 to 21. Just looking at these scriptures because it's so important that you have a scriptural basis as to why you do something. And we see the scriptures abound. I'm just highlighting a few here, but the scriptures abound as to why you need a pastor and that you need to obey Jesus' voice. I guarantee you, as you listen to him, he will connect you to the right person, the right pastor, the right local church. You need to be a part of to be consistently hearing and feeding on God's word and increasingly conforming your life to God's standard. So you can experience the very best he has for you. Now, in John chapter 21, verse 15, it says this. So when they are dying, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yea, Lord, you know that I love you. Now listen to the command. Jesus says, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? He said to him, Lord, you know that I love you. He says again a second time, he said to him, feed my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, Lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? He said to him, Lord, you know that I, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, Feed my sheep. Now, why is this so important? Because to Jesus, the feeding of God's people with the pure word of God is, is paramount, is of paramount importance. It is critical to our spiritual growth and development. You see here, entertainment, I know, a- a- entertainment, we don't go to church for entertainment. We don't go to church for a feeling. We go to be instructed in the word of God. We go to be instructed so we understand how the kingdom of God operates. We go to, we go, we go to be instructed in the teaching of God's word that's foundational for our lives. We go to fellowship with other believers. We go to, to pray one for another, to develop a relationship, to have communion, to grow in the things of God so we can, we can really pattern our lives as the, as the way heaven works right now so we can have heaven on earth while we're here. And so this is really important. Why would he command him to stand in that office of the shepherd, of the pastor, if it wasn't important? Why was why did he commission Peter to be a shepherd in the kingdom of God if it was not an important office? I'm telling you, it's really important. Peter's life and Jesus calling him to shepherd, to be a pastor was vital to the people's growth. That's why Jesus, the head of the church, our Lord and Master commissioned and anointed Peter to stand in that office because his ministry through Peter would help the people who are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm telling you, don't ignore, don't minimize the office, the pastor that Jesus connects you to. It is Pivotal, it is vital to your spiritual growth and development. Now, another one in Acts chapter 20, verse 28. It says, "Take heed, therefore, to yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the flock of God." See, pa- Paul was really having a pastors and elders convention where he brought together the the pastors. You can see this in verse twenty and on of the same chapter, and he calls them together. So he's encouraging them, he's ministering to them. And look at what he says now to these elders, these pastors. He says, "Now take heed, therefore, to yourselves and to all the flock." over which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. And then he talks about them getting into their inheritance. See, he says uh, pastors then, are called to feed the church of God. We're not called to, to feed ourselves. We're not called to take advantage. We're called to be a blessing to the people that God gives us oversight of. Look at what he says now. See, this is really important. He says, For this I know, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Now this is important because, see, there are more false pastors, we could say, in our city than there are false prophets. Because the thing is this, see, when people, if, when, we, when we ignore the true shepherds that God's called, then what happens, we will come under the authority and leadership of selfish people who serve for one purpose, and that is to benefit themselves. The real pastors that God's raised up in any city, they have one thing in mind, and that is they want to see people conform to the image of Christ. All they're speaking is words that will edify and help people to grow and develop in God. Their words help you to keep your eyes fixed On the master, not on them. They're not making disciples after themselves. We don't make disciples after ourselves. Our desire is that you be a disciple, a follower, a student of the Lord Jesus Christ, conforming to him and him only. Which means when we disciple you, right, if I go off, you'll stop following me and you'll continue to follow Jesus. That's what this is about. Now, another one here. First Peter chapter five verse two. Look at this. This is Peter now, who Jesus commissioned and called to that pastoral office, is much more developed now, much more mature and older. And he says this. He calls these elders together now. He's an elder over elders and over pastors. And he says, Feed the flock of God which is among you. Taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over god 's heritage, but being an example to the flock, again, why would he have to instruct shepherds and pastors if it wasn 't important? in fact, in first Ch- Timothy chapter three, verse one to seven, we see that the office of the pastor, the bishop, the overseer, is so important that Paul gives character criteria for that for people who would stand in that office which means if you're a follower of Jesus you should be seeking out the pastor that Jesus has called you to follow and to listen to, and to receive that person's ministry. That person is doing, it's not perfect, as you're not perfect, but that person is doing everything they can to walk in the character of Jesus. And that's the kind of pastor that he will place over your life, a pastor who truly loves Jesus, a pastor who will love you and minister God's word to you. Why? Because it's God's will that you grow in the nurture and in the admonition of God. As I close this segment, I'm telling you today, part of the answer, part of your success, part of even, even receiving the healing that belongs to you, it comes with being under connected to the right pastor and being a part of the fellowship of the right local church. Hear the voice of the Good Shepherd today, Jesus, your master, and connect to the pastor and local church that he has called you to be a part of because your life, your health, your success is greatly dependent
0: upon your obedience to that. God bless you. Till next time. A peaceful mind is part of God's plan for your life. Keys to a peaceful mind with Pastor Carl Lewis will teach you how to overcome worry and develop a mind that is full of the goodness of God. Titles include A Peaceful Mind, Worry is Negative Meditation, A Worried Heart is a Troubled Life, and Think on the Goodness of the Lord. For a gift of any size, please call or write to request your copy of this four-part CD set, Keys to a Peaceful Mind.
2: We're told in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever, that means you and I would believe on Him, We should not perish but we should have everlasting life. You may say, why do I need to believe on him? You know, why do I need to call on him? Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, For all have sinned, man, woman, boy, girl, we've all sinned and we've missed the mark of following God and serving God because of the nature of disobedience. So because of that, God sent Jesus. Jesus paid the penalty for our sins on the cross. He shed his precious blood blood. And that's why God gives us this precious invitation to come back to him by receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. You may be saying today, I've never done that. I don't know Jesus Christ. Well, I want to let you know it is a simple process of simply confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart. And if you'd like to do that today, if you'd like to say, Jesus, come in and change my life, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. God in heaven, I come to you. I realize that I've missed a mark. I've sinned against you. I violated your commands. But I also know that you gave Jesus Christ, your precious son, to die for my sins. And right now, I open up my heart. I confess my sins and I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. If you pray that prayer today and you believe that, we rejoice with you. And we want to get you some information, put some booklets in your hands that will now help you in your walk with God. So please write or call us. Let us know. We want to hear of your your salvation and accepting Christ. Also want to encourage you to now Find a Bible-believing church where you, you can attend regularly, where you'll be fed and taught the Word of God. If you're in the area of Foundation for Life Family Church, we welcome you to come and fellowship with us and be taught God's Word. And again, welcome to the family of God. We rejoice with you. Amen.
1: If you're in the Toronto or greater Toronto area, I welcome you and personally invite you to join us for one of our weekly services, Sundays at 11 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. at the address on the screen. I really believe that you'll be enriched, encouraged, and strengthened by the ministry of God's anointed word as well as by the fellowship of other believers who are true disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: I look forward to seeing you. Thank you for joining us today on Healing for the Nations with Pastor Carl Lewis. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we encourage you to partner with us financially to continue the teaching of God's Word. To give, please write to Foundation for Life Christian Ministries or securely online at foundationforlife.ca. Healing for the Nations is a ministry of Foundation for Life Christian Ministries. Visit foundationforlife.ca and avail yourself of our valuable life-building resources for free. Join us next time on Healing for the Nations.